briefly taking a look at that is we looked at the Christmas story with those little children and, and thought about that. I couldn't help when talking about the Prince of Peace, going back to the angels when they sang glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. You know, we think about that great peace that comes only from Jesus. And we could stop right there, that this peace that passes all understanding only comes from Jesus. This peace that we're searching for here on this earth only comes from Jesus. And we see this here as the angels are proclaiming this. This is actually, if you go back and look at the original language, if you go back and look at how this is pronounced by the angels, it's that salvation has come. Jesus is here. And so today, if you don't know him, come to know him as your Lord and Savior. You know, when we think about those things, like I pulled out all these old toys, and as we took a look at some of those toys that maybe some of you guys and even girls in the past have played with, some of you maybe remember that turntable that you had where you played those records, and we think about how even as we grow up into adults, we can sometimes turn to material possessions for um, our peace. And so the first thing today when answering the question, did the Prince of Peace come so that we could have unlimited stuff? In other words, what were our expectations of, what are our expectations of Jesus the Savior? Now, obviously, this time of year we're reminded over and over what the true meaning of Christmas is, but if we were to search our hearts, are we trying to find peace in thinking that the Prince of Peace wants to give us unlimited stuff. That could be in the form of material possessions. That could be in the form of success. That could be in the form of status or people. Or even as far as going and taking a look at it, as Paul referred to as the lust of the flesh. But we know that the Prince of Peace doesn't want to give us unlimited stuff. But the Prince of Peace does give us an overabundance of blessings. Many times we don't realize those all around us. I just saw a bunch of little blessings that I'm so thankful were sitting in front of me. And, and you have those blessings that mean something in your life. And so the kingdom of God, yes, is going to go forward with material possessions. We need those, but that does, that's not where we find our peace. The kingdom of God needs success, and God's going to give us success. And we need that so the kingdom of God will go forth. And those people that maybe we've put all, we've sought peace in, and that's where we put all of our, no pun intended, gifts in one basket in people, relationships do matter. Relationships with these people that we care about and cherish so much. So the Prince of Peace, no, doesn't want to give us unlimited stuff. But we can find peace in the eternal, wonderful, mighty God, the everlasting Father. And I'm so thankful for that. I remember one gift that I received when I was a little boy was a go-kart. And this go-kart was really cool. How many of you kids have ever, big kids and little kids ever received a go-kart? That go-kart was really cool. That go-kart was really fast. That go-kart would, would uh, do amazing things for a little boy. But it was limited in its power. So the second thing I want you to understand about the Prince of Peace today is that his power is not limited. See, we limit ourselves many times 
in the fact that we don't realize as a believer that the Holy Spirit lives inside of us. Look with me here in John chapter 14 and verse 26. It says, But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things that will remind you everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. The wonderful counselor, a mighty God, wants to give us peace. The Prince of Peace wants to give us power. That go-kart that I'm referring to would go only so fast because it had a governor on it. Briggs and Stratton, pull, start. And it would only go, you could put the gas pedal all the way down, but it would only go so fast because of the governor. Many times we put limits on our God. We put limits on the fact that the Holy Spirit that lives inside of us wants to do great and mighty things through us. And in that, us, we as believers, will find peace if we allow that to happen in our lives. So the question is, will you allow the power of God in your life to take control of all of who you are? Will you allow the power of God to give you peace over the things that you can't control? I think about, and some of you have been praying, and I thank God for the fact that many of you have been asking and praying and encouraging me and my family during this time of struggle that my dad's been through during his accident. But something that I've learned and had a hard time in finding peace in is that I don't have control of anything on this earth. As much as I might think, I have control over things, and that's where I find my peace. No, the peace is found in surrendering all of it to God and allowing Him to have control. And that's easier said than done. Trust me. But it will change your life. Don't limit God on the power of Him living in you and through you. Finally today, as we think about this Prince of Peace, no, He doesn't necessarily want to give us unlimited stuff, but His blessings are unlimited. No, we um, understand that um, His power is not limited, but do we limit His power living inside of us? But thirdly today, and finally... We understand that His grace is not limited. It, it, and, and many times we, we think about His grace and we think about what Jesus has done for us and we, and we truly can't understand this peace that comes from it. In Philippians 4, 7, Paul tells us, And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And I love what Jesus even said after he had been resurrected and rose again, it says on the evening of the first day of the week when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came in and stood among them and said, peace be with you. If you look at that in comparison to when Jesus came on the scene here as we celebrate Christmas and then after he had been resurrected, it's those same words that were spoken by the angels and now by Jesus, peace be with you. In other words, the peace that passes all understanding is available for all of us. His greatest creation to receive if you haven't already. The question is, will you receive it? For those of us that have received it, do we just think, well, His grace will cover all my sins no matter what? 
I do. No matter how I live, I can always turn to His grace to cover those sins and give us forgiveness. Yes, that's true. But you remember that go-kart? It reminds me of God's grace. As we would ride that go-kart in the yard and you get tired of just kind of going up and down the driveway, my dad said, how about we mark out a track in the yard? And so he marked out a track for us to go around and around. He said, now here's where I want you to stay on this go-kart. Don't go anywhere else. I had plans to, to, to re-sow and make this grass nice again in the spring, but I want you to stay in this area right here. And so we got in this go-kart, and we would stay in that area, and we started kind of wearing us out a track here. And then after a while, that wasn't as fun anymore. And so we noticed that when you turn the wheel of the go-kart a little bit, and keep the gas pedal all the way down that you can do donuts and you can make uh, ruts in the yard and you can just tear it up and, and you can just have a great time on the go-kart. Well, we would ride this go-kart while he was at work, my mom at home. And we would, first of all, stay on the track. But after we noticed that we could get off the track and spin and turn and tear the yard up, how much fun that was. And so we thought, okay, well, he said we could stay here, but now this is a little bit off track. It'll be all right. And he comes home from work, and, and we were thinking, oh, no, we're in big trouble now. What, what's he going to do? And we think, we're going to be in trouble. And he said, wow, y'all plowed the yard up and got it ready real good for me in the spring so we can re-sow the whole yard. Totally weren't expecting that reaction. But what it caused him to do is it caused him to have to work harder to sow those seeds, to allow that to be restored again into what it was. I don't know about you, but when I think about God's grace through His Son Jesus, the Prince of Peace, I think about these verses here. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. He wants to restore us back to better than where we were to begin with. The question is, believer, are you going to take advantage of that grace and tear the whole yard up knowing that He's going to restore it? Or are you going to do as these Scriptures we just read say? We're going to know that our, through God's peace our hearts will be guarded and our minds will be guarded in Christ Jesus. Many times we're searching for peace in our life, peace that passes all understanding in the wrong places, and it causes a lot of things to get torn up, and it takes a lot to restore it back to better than it was. I don't know about you, but I want to stay on track and honor the Prince of Peace with my life. I want to know that His grace is, yes, sufficient to cover all my sins, but I want to live a life that's gracious, that honors Him. As we're reminded that of this Christmas season, if you would, bow with me as we turn to the next portion of our service, as you prepare your hearts for communion, as you prepare your hearts for um, reflection on what Christ has done for us, the Prince of Peace that has come so that we might have salvation. If there's anyone here today that's never accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Think about it right now. As we talk with those little children for a few minutes, 
the greatest gift, better than any stuff that we could ever receive, better than any success we could ever have, better than any status we could ever achieve. Jesus is the greatest gift. And His grace is limitless. And He wants to cover your sins. And He wants to save you from an eternal separation from Him. And all He wants us to do is to receive that gift. That gift of forgiveness, that gift of salvation that only comes through Him. The question is, today, have you received it? Have you received this greatest gift? Called upon the name of the Lord and been saved. Right now where you're sitting, you can do that. Children, you can do that. Young person, you can do that. Mom, dad, you can do that right now. Grandma, grandpa, you can do that right now. It, today is, we celebrate Jesus coming and the angels proclaim salvation is here. Glory to God in the highest. Have you received Him? Have you accepted Him? Maybe you have today and um, you think about how you have in your life abused this grace, taken advantage of God's grace, just as my earthly father showed grace towards us when we tore up his yard. Many of us say, well, my heavenly father, no matter what I do, he'll always love me and he'll always forgive me. Yes, that's right. But, is that the way we should live? Is that why Christ came? Is that what we were expecting from our Savior? Did the Prince of Peace come so that we could live in that way? If right now before you receive the Lord's Supper, if you need to confess something before God as you prepare your heart, do that right there where you sit. Again, present your whole life as an offering, as a gift to God, afresh and anew. He wants to pour out His grace upon you and show His mercy and forgive you. It begins with that confession. Heavenly Father, we pray that God's people and those that need you would do business with you right now. Make things right with you right now. If there's anyone here in this place that needs to receive you, may they trust in you, Jesus, the greatest gift, and receive you as their Savior. And may they find that true peace that comes only from you, our Prince, this very day. Lord, for those of us that have been searching for peace in all the wrong places all of our lives, may we find true peace that passes all understanding, that guards our hearts and our minds. May we find that today in you, Jesus. Lord, as your people do business with you, we pray that today, from this very point forward, we will place our trust and our faith in you. Thank you, God, for the wonderful counselor, mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace.
For it's in his name we pray. Amen.